Good afternoon, Vice Chair Barnett. I'm ready to start whenever you are. This is Katie Barnett. Um, I am ready to get started. Uh, let's see. We have, we have enough for a quorum. Thank you so much. Dr. Muhammad, would you like to um, do the uh, opening remarks? Yes, Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Uh, thank you, Vice Chair Barnett. Uh, good evening, my name is Ferris Muhammad. I'll be facilitating the Zoom meeting. Here are a few housekeeping items for this virtual meeting. This meeting is being broadcast and recorded on the City of Lawrence YouTube channel. The public chat function is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. When you are not participating in the meeting, please mute your microphone. When you are participating in the meeting, please keep your video on. When you are not participating in the meeting, please turn your video off. You will still be able to hear the meeting. You can turn your video back on when you are participating. Turning your video off when you are not participating. Allow the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. If you have any trouble, please send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute microphones and or turn off people's video to minimize distractions. Please remember to state your name every time you speak for the benefit of those listening remotely. And now I'll turn the meeting over to Vice Chair Barnett. Thank you, Dr. Muhammad. This is Commissioner Barnett. Um, so we'll call the meeting to order at six o'clock today. Um, we have a special guest from our, as our city manager, Craig Owens is here. Um, so let's just push forward um, minutes. We need to approve November 22nd minutes. Has everyone taken time to look over the minutes? And does anyone have any questions before we uh, vote to approve? Seeing no questions, do I have a motion to approve the minutes from November 22nd, 2021? This is Commissioner Stevens. I've uh, moved to, uh, oh, what's it called? <laughs> to approve, approve the, the minutes. minutes. <laughs> approve the minutes uh, from November. Do I have a second? This is Commissioner Emerson. I second that motion. Okay, we'll take a roll call. Um, uh, Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Aye. Commissioner Decog. I'm um, here. Yeah. Commissioner Haswood. Aye. Commissioner Stevens. Aye. Commissioner Emerson. Aye. Uh, the motion passes. I just realize that we didn't take roll call. You know, I'm just not going to be as great at this as our former chair. So sorry. Um, so just real quick, we'll take a roll call. Commissioner Decog. Aye. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Present. Commissioner Haswood. Here. Commissioner Stevens. Here. Commissioner Emerson. Here. 
and uh, Commissioner Barnett is here as well. Okay, now we got that over with. So let's receive the case update from um, our um, report. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm opening it right now. Okay, um, if you guys don't have any questions, um, are there any questions? I'm just kind of scrolling through it regarding the report. Okay, seeing no questions, do we have any comment from staff on this report? I see that uh, Ms. Afoka has joined us. Do you have anything that you wanna report? I don't think we need to read it or anything this evening. Um, this is Elizabeth Afoka, Supervising City Prosecutor, and I do not have any additional comments. So if there's no questions, you can just move on. Okay. Um, I do want to um, just, while we have you here, um, last time we reviewed the minutes at our meeting a couple weeks ago, um, I did notice that, and it may be, something I hadn't been reading in depth, but I noticed that um, you are not answering the phone. Like you are not taking these calls in. It's, uh, it speaks about you, like we'll refer to Beth um, and stuff like that. So we were wondering who answers the phone and screens these calls um, and kind of makes this report. And does this person have the same training as that you have um, on screening and stuff like that. This is Supervising City Prosecutor uh, Elizabeth Afoka. Um, so I have two legal assistants in my office and then me. And whoever is available to answer the phone answers the phone. So if I'm at my desk and the phone rings, um, particularly the human relations phone, then um, I will answer it if I'm available. If I'm in court dealing with um, prosecuting um, the cases or whatever else I'm doing for that particular role, then one of my legal assistants will answer the phone. And no, they do not have any investigations training um, like, like I have, uh, but they have been instructed sort of to get some basic information, answer questions if they can, and then they will notify me um, and tell that person that I will try to call them back when I'm done with court. Um, a lot of the calls that we get, as you can see from the, from the report that we put together, are not discrimination related. So um, they have been instructed to, we have a log and they, we log every call that comes. Um, we started doing that about a year ago, I think, maybe a little bit longer at the request of the commission um, to sort of see what was going on, why our case numbers were so low. So um, I think that answers, does that answer all of your questions? This is Commissioner Barnett, it does. Thank you so very much. Um, commissioners, do you have any questions to follow up on uh, Ms. Fofoka's comments? Seeing none, um, the case report is received. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Um, so the second agenda item is to hear from our city manager, Mr. Owens. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, 
Dr. Muhammad, you have everything there. I don't know if you're giving a presentation um, or if you need screen sharing or what. I'm sure you guys have it all worked out. So I'll, I'll let you do it. Thank you, City Manager Craig Owens. It's a real pleasure to be with you tonight um, and the vote of confidence that we have everything worked out. Um, I am here to um, meet with, um, we have about 48 boards and commissions. Um, and so I'm making the rounds to talk with many of them. Some of them are a little more specialized, but those that are have active work uh, that, that is gonna intersect with the strategic plan um, and that have uh, a pretty aggressive agenda, I'm trying to reach out to so that we, we um, have some time uh, to share what the strategic plan, kind of the, the basis of it, the framework that we've built and share with you um, some pieces behind it. And then of course, answer any questions. Uh, it's an important, um, it's a very important policy document that the city commission has developed and it has been uh, guiding the work that we do and will definitely be a guide uh, to the work that we have ahead. So um, I wanted to spend a little time to share that with you. So the, um, the, uh, the original, uh, the first strategic plan that I'm aware that the city had ever done was predated me, but it was the one that was in the blueprint and um, that it, it um, established some strategic priorities that, that laid on top of all the other work that we continue to do as an organization. It was mostly a plan that was built with the commissioners themselves with a little bit of staff input. And it was just a prioritized list of the things that they'd like to see done over the course of the next few years. Um, when we went to update it or to rebuild um, the strategic plan, one of the things that we wanted to do was to um, uh, first make sure that it was everything that we believe is important to do, um, not just the quiet things taken for granted that we spend a lot of work doing uh, and that are important uh, to everybody in our community, but um, also the additional priorities in, that we, we um, wanted to recognize. The other thing that was important to us is that we would build it off of a platform of listening to the community first. And so um, I asked um, for volunteers amongst the city staff um, to help us go out into the community to, um, to listen. And hoping that I'd have 20 people, um, I, we ended up having 50 volunteers um, come to the table and say that they'd like to participate in that. We did some basic training on how to pull the data in that we needed to have so that we could build something into a strategic plan. And then we went off into the community and um, we really were uh, working hard to, um, uh, to ask for invitations where people were already gathering, where people were already um, considering uh, what they want for their community, where they already were talking about what's important to them, um, especially to go to um, make contact with people that don't frequently get invited, but also um, to uh, make sure that we were um, getting all the perspective, as many perspectives as we could, because um, the, the plan and the work of the city um, are going to affect people's lives, even if they don't participate. And so getting as many perspectives in as we possibly could was important to us. 
So through that process and, and um, getting invited and um, kind of jumping in front of people as they were living their lives in Lawrence, uh, tabling at the library or out at the sports pavilion or wherever else we thought we could think of, um, and having people help us connect with other parts of the community. Um, we had 3,000 people give us their perspectives. Um, and we feel very good about that. That was a lot of information. And I think it helped us really have a, an awareness of all the work that we needed to do and not necessarily take for granted that we know we know what people's clean water needs are, right? Um, we wanted to be have um, an authentic um, from scratch listening. So I think we through that process we did, we got a lot of data. Um, Dr. Muhammad, I'm gonna share a screen share here, giving you some advanced warning. Okay, so um, you should be seeing five dots up here. And this is all of our, off our website. So um, every this is an important piece of this is we built all this and put it up so that it's transparent and that everybody in the community can um, see where we're going and have an understanding of what we're trying to achieve. So um, we, we kind of collated the 3,000 data points and all the information that we received, um, and we organized it into these five, outco or five outcome areas. Unmistakable identity, strong, welcoming neighborhoods, safe and secure, prosperity and economic security, and connected city. Um, so these are, they have a lot of overlap. They're not, you know, perfect um, perfect with boundaries that are neat and tidy around them all. There's a lot of interplay that happens naturally, just as there are in the way that we uh, experience community and deliver services. But, um, but these were a good way for us to organize and kind of make sense of the expectations that we heard from the community. You'll see in small print here, so I won't ask you to strain, but when you look at the website, you'll see that there are some statements. And we worked very carefully to craft these statements to better refine what we meant in these five different categories and these outcomes that we had developed. Um, so the language mattered a lot and we really kind of always were mindful of two audience, two primary audiences. One was we wanted to um, speak back to the 3000 participants so that they would read the words, see the language, and, um, and see that we listened. They want, we wanted to reflect that back, that we heard what you said and they could see it and say, yes, they heard what I, what I was asking them to do. The other audience that we were uh, cognizant of is um, the city staff that will be doing the work. The 888 people that are gonna be trying to get a lot of this stuff done, but I would also include you. I mean, we have, uh, close to 400 volunteers that serve on our boards and commissions and uh, that are going to be doing that policy work, advising the city commission um, as we uh, in, try and undertake all of this work together. And so it's important that we, when we use language that you'd have a clarity of what we're trying to do, what we're intending to accomplish. Strategic planning is about being proactive and it's also about being intentional. So these are the things that we intend and this is what we are aligning ourselves to try and do together. The other piece that is um, a, part, a very important part of this framework that it makes things harder for us, uh, more complicated, 
but I think better and um, also makes it this a, a plan that's realistic and sustainable. We built co these commitment statements because the what we accomplish through the outcome areas is is vitally important, and we uh, we've been asked to do that. We also heard people say the way you do your work is just as important. So as you start to move forward with the work that we're going to do as a community and as a city, um, make sure that you're paying attention to and honoring each of these commitment areas. So uh, like with the outcome areas, we crafted statements to talk about the commitments that we're making in how we do our work, but also how we assess our progress together. And so those are community engagement, efficient and effective processes, equity and inclusion, sound fiscal stewardship, engaged and empowered teams, and environmental sustainability. So what you'll see, and I, I didn't talk about the scorecard, but if you click behind each of those five outcome areas, you'll, you'll be taken to a scorecard. There's about 70 or 80 measures that we've developed to try and be the key performance indicators that we are making progress. Those are organized around these um, commitments as well, so that they're kind of an intersection of the outcome, the what we're trying to do with the commitments or how we do our work. And each of those are hardwired and embedded and linked together so that we're assessing our progress uh, against each of these and kind of keeping mindful and in balance um, our progress uh, across these six areas. So that's the basic framework that we developed, um, and it'll it's not perfect. Um, nothing this complicated can be. Um, it is, uh, though, I think it establishes for our community a tool to help us do our work together. And as we use this tool, um, we'll make um, improvements to it. We'll make adjustments to it. Um, we'll hopefully achieve some things and need to add to the to the list and say we're ready to do something else. Um, but I think it, it will be a powerful guide so that we um, honor everything that we're trying to get done uh, and we make progress and um, we can get a feedback loop to the people that are affected by this, the feedback loop to the people who are working on it, and certainly a feedback loop to the whole community that's gonna, gonna, that has charged us with the mission. So with that, I'll pause and see if there is any questions that I can answer. And I'll stop screen share. Thank you uh, for coming uh, today. Uh, I really appreciate this, Commissioner Emerson. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, a question that I, I have. Uh, you, uh, one of the things you talked about, is, you know, hey, you know, I'm trying to go around and introduce myself to all the, uh, the different um, uh, groups, advisories, uh, commissions uh, that are active, and, and you, you say you have forty. We have forty-eight uh, of them, about four hundred volunteers. When we think about, you know, having engaged and empowered teams, I, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts on like what that actually means, you know, in, in practice. Because uh, one of the things that I, I hear, not not only in in this space but in other spaces, um, is that um, our volunteers um, in our commissions are not feeling empowered. We're not feeling engaged, um, and, and so I, I would like to hear your response to that. Um, City Manager Craig Owens, um, a lot of our conversations around that were about the um, 
were about the employees of the city. Um, so I will, I will say that a lot of those were. I, I don't remember, um, and I wasn't in all of these meetings. So there, there's a lot of subcommittees and work groups who were working. I don't remember intentional conversations talking about boards and commissions um, on that, but that might've been um, an oversight. And um, I would say you all are appointed as the advisors to the city commission. Um, so um, I have responsibility for the professional employees that work for the city. They have responsibility for appointing all of you like they do appointing me. And so I do think that that's probably something, especially since we have so many boards and commissions, I do think that that's something that's a, a really important conversation to have so that you can have a clear understanding of how you can help do the work. And, and I'm coming here just to really lay this out. Uh, I have um, prompted the, the elected leadership to, to spend some time talking about you as their advisors, their policy advisors that are helping them do the work um, that, that, you know, in a lot of cities where they have many fewer, that's still a lot of work to do. And it's important that we do the engaged and empowered um, uh, appointed volunteers. That's an important thing to have. So while I don't know that this contemplate in that area contemplated, um, you know, taking care of you all as much as we did kind of the professional staff, um, I think it's a worthwhile thing. We don't have any indicators in here. Um, one of the big performance indicators that you'll see throughout all the outcome areas that's through the lens of engaged and empowered teams is a survey that we do at least annually with our team members. Um, and it talks about there's, there's specific questions that we ask so that we can get longitudinal data on and departmental data so that it differentiates so that we can, we can address concerns as they come up and, and we can celebrate progress and uh, good results where we, we are. I don't know that that, maybe that would be a good survey to also administer to the boards and commissions to get a flavor for your own engagement. But um, because there's so many here in Lawrence, um, it, it, you can imagine the amount of um, dialogue with a, a very busy and active uh, city commission, how we would structure it so that they can have that kind of relationship with you to get that alignment there. So probably over answered there, but. It, it, it's okay. And, and I, this is Commissioner Emerson again. I just, you know, uh, just wanted to call out uh, the fact that, you know, this strategic plan, it, it is big. And as you noted, we have quite a bit of work, but we also have a lot of hands, um, 400 plus volunteers uh, that could do some things that our, our city uh, staff and city commission, um, uh, we're here to help you carry the load. And so um, I just wanted to call that out and kind of get your perspective. So thank you. Thank you. This is Commissioner DeCog. Um, I had a question. Thank you again for, um, you know, talking to us here about the plan uh, for the city. I was just curious, you said that you uh, uh, talk, you talked to about, or you had people talk to about 3,000 people in Lawrence. And um, I, I do believe that we have probably a population of about 96,000 or more. So my question is, you know, that's not very really representative when it comes to 3,000. 
Um, so do we have it right that we have, I know we have quite a few sections that we're talking about that are important in the strategic plan that are being considered right now, but is there a way to expand some of that? Because I'm sure that there are some things that we probably have missed because we haven't talked to quite a number of people. Um, and maybe we need to make the group that we're talking to a little larger. So that is more representative of how many people there are in Lawrence. So I was just wondering what your response is to that. Sure. Uh, City Manager Craig Owens, thanks for that. Um, you know, communication in, in community engagement is never really complete. So, um, you know, that, that's one of those things where um, we can be better at it always. Um, at some point, um, we, we have to move on. So I think you probably all vote on something. Um, even when people don't show up, this board probably makes decisions and decides on things um, and you're doing your very best to make sure you represented everybody. I know the city commission feels that way. So when we had 3000 people give us quite a bit of time um, and even though that there's more out there, um, I know I sat through some Saturday afternoon sessions when it was beautiful outside, but there were a lot of people that were investing their time in trying to give us their perspectives. It doesn't mean that there weren't others that were also trying to do it, but it, I think in the public sphere, which you joined me in, we, we try and get all the voices we can, and it's always better to have more. And at some point, then we, we have to move on as a community to do certain things. So um, as I said, this is not perfect. This will get better over time. I think if you look at the scorecards on the, through the lens of the community engagement, I think you'll see we do rely heavily on the annual citizen survey which is a sample survey that's statistically validated and has some reliability to this is a good reflection. If we asked a different group of people the same questions, we should get some somewhat reliable information. So we're using that as well. One thing I will note, especially to this group, um, and uh, Dr. Muhammad can certainly tell me more um, than I can on this because he worked in those teams a lot, but the equity inclusion lens, one of the reliable, one of the factors that we rely on heavily is the citizen survey. And we're gonna use an oversampling so that we can get a lot deeper data on subsets of the population and have a little bit more reliability that some people might, might not be in the majority and might feel very differently about the way they're receiving city services or the way we're meeting the needs that they have or their expectations. So we think that's another tool to kind of do it, but it will always, we just try, try again. I mean, I think we need to continue to make it. And that's why it's in a hardwired embedded piece of a community engagement is we know that no matter what, we, we have to always check back in with community and make sure that we're doing okay. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much for your time and your answers. I just have a follow-up question to um, Commissioner Decog and also to your response. Um, you know, to me, as I understand it, and I think as the commission views it, getting um, a good sampling or a broader sampling is great, but are, is the city doing more of a targeted sampling? Um, you know, like broad general outreach is good, but 
you know, is the city targeting any, any um, areas of the community or anything like that to truly get a view of the voices that are not often heard? Um, you know, our homeless population, our unhoused population is not going to respond to a city survey or go to a community forum. I mean, I'm making an assumption um, based on the fact that it's unlikely they will receive information about when and where. So is that kind of targeted outreach happening? See, Manager Craig Owens. Dr. Muhammad, do you want to talk about that work? Yes, uh, Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Uh, thanks for the question, uh, Commissioner Barnett. I can speak to, yes, there are some uh, targeted um, uh, surveys that are happening as relates to uh, what the city manager, uh, Craig Wan, spoke about earlier. Uh, as far as behind the scorecard, those 7 to 80 indicators, there is a component that talks about and addresses uh, equity and inclusion. And with that, uh, especially for our uh, first one, our unmistakable identity, there are some indicators that we're looking at as far as uh, how welcoming of a community do people perceive, the citizens perceive Lawrence to be, and that's specifically addressing issues surrounding uh, BIPOC community members, meaning Black, Indigenous, and people of color. So there is uh, some understanding and conversations and meetings that I am in and helping provide guidance to how we can be more intentional related to who we are serving and uh, eliciting feedback from different populations of people throughout the community. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much. Um, any other? Yes, Commissioner Haswood. This is Commissioner Haswood. Um, I think being a part of the young adult population, we know that Lawrence is kind of the place where young adults don't settle down as much. I know we're all trying to change that with um, business opportunity, economics, and strengthening um, our secondary educations like Haskell, KU, um, and Peasley Tech, those types of organizations. Um, I guess following up on that question as well, have there's been any any effort or future effort into talking to younger people or young adults, college student age, and really trying to figure out how can we keep the young population here to start a family, to grow some roots in Lawrence, and to help our uh, city and economy like that? City Manager Craig Owens, um, I really would go back to the strong welcoming neighborhoods. Um, I do think that there, that's probably the outcome area that addresses that pretty strongly. Uh, understanding that uh, people in our community, already in our community and those that we would like to attract have a wide variety of needs uh, to feel at home. Um, you know, that, that's another, I stumble on it, just saying, just having the conversation, but um, our mission statement is we create a community where all enjoy life and feel at home. So the all is pretty important on there and enjoy life and feel at home. So that's, that's a guiding, uh, a broad statement, um, a, a pretty neat statement, I think, but, uh, but I think we do, we are trying to do the work to understand what all the different needs are. Um, you know, housing, housing security, uh, understand that there's a place for everybody uh, here and what is the work that needs to go into that and then how do we measure success from all those different perspectives. I, I think that outcome area probably is doing that work the, the closest. Um, and so if you look in there and there, I think you'll see some of the action plans and the work that's continuing to be to evolve in that will probably be uh, designated around that. 
uh, Commissioner Haswood, is there a future partnership with like Haskell and KU, like directly with these institutions? Uh, City Manager Craig Owens, they, there was participation with those institutions throughout this process. Um, and I and I think understanding this is this isn't just a set thing that we're done and now we're just going to work the plan. This we will continue to uh, benefit from other voices being put in there. I, I would say you can see evidence of um, some perspectives that when you look at where we were before we had these conversations and then where we adopted the plan. Um, one that I would I would center is the um, prosperity and economic security. So at the same time that we were developing this broader strategic plan, we also had commission Ernst and Young to come in and help us build a, an economic development plan, strategic plan. And the timing was such that we said, hey, you just need to build something that's gonna plug in as this part of our strategic plan so that there's really solid alignment and use your time of list, additional listening, but strategic planning around economic development and all the issues that are really there. And um, they put um, they put a pretty prominent piece of the um, indigenous uh, economy in there, saying we have something unique here that we should um, speak to in um, to the world and say this is a part of our community that we want to build and grow. That I think helped us reflect um, and prioritize what is an opportunity. And we wouldn't have done that if we didn't do the work because I was in some of those meetings and I, you know, I think it, it kind of set everybody back and it made us think and you got back in the next meeting and really the, the consultant said, hey, we did some research there. There's a lot of traction here. This is something that you, you really should center. And uh, so it was only through the participation of, of those folks that we got there. This is That's Commissioner Haslund. Um, I sit on that commission as well, um, the Native Economics one. Um, thank you so much for providing that feedback. Thank you. And this is uh, Commissioner Emerson. I just have one last question. Uh, so we hear, we, we've been talking uh, uh, quite a bit. And again, I'm so thankful that you're here. Um, but we're... Where can we see the work? So if I was just someone just like, oh, it's just you could plan, everything sounds so great, but where do I see the work? So if, if what would you say to our public on that? City Manager Craig Owens, what we have so far, we're showing our work. Um, it, it's, uh, it's up on the website and each of these committees and teams that continues to do the work, um, they're meeting regularly to talk about some of it is just, um, um, did I talk about the yellow cones yet or the orange cones? So there's orange cones on some of our data dashboard that show um, we, we pick the measures that we really think are the right measures to measure progress, um, but we don't have the data yet. And so some of the teams are working on building that data because it's the right data to have and not compromising, select something that's kind of close that we already had. But so that work is going on, but also they're building out the tactics and, and additional strategies. And then what is the work that goes in? In uh, January 1st, we begin our new fiscal year, which is, is the first year that is um, funding 
the work that the strategic plan outlines. And so that also will be a place where we'll start to hopefully see the experimentation of the work that we're doing, betting that these are the things that are gonna move the needle across all of our different indicators. Um, we have plans and strategies. If they don't work, if the needle's not moving the way we hoped, we need to readjust those and have more conversations. And these teams will do that. But I'm here really to kind of ask that you all um, contemplate uh, and watch the needles and make suggestions about policy changes that could help inform and, and be the next experiment that might take us to where we're trying to go uh, because it's complex, as I think, as you can get a sense of. And I think that using the people um, in these boards and commissions, as you volunteered and said, there's help uh, here, we need to use it. And so I think that's, that's where you can see it. So the, the dashboard should be where people are seeing that and the website should be where people are seeing that work. And um, we also are, um, we're going to be reporting. Uh, so being proactive and intentional means that our agendas should reflect that as well. And so one of the things um, you'll see, I think tomorrow night is our first um, outcome team report. And that will be keeping in mind, we haven't started a new fiscal year yet, but our report on what progress is being made in the strong, welcoming neighborhood. So I encourage you to tune in. That'll be every fifth meeting then we'll see strong, welcoming neighborhoods and each of the other outcome areas will do a report during the city commission meeting so that we can get you know, that important team to get reflect on their progress, give redirection and make adjustments. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much, Craig, for being here this evening. Um, are there any other questions? Um, with that, thank you. Um, you're welcome to stick around, um, but it's dinner time, so uh, <laughs> we understand. <laughs> um, thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for all your work on all of this. I really, uh, really do. We do sense uh, how much work is going on here and look forward to working with you more. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is Commissioner Barnett again. I just want to say this is, it was really great to hear from our city manager, especially given the relationship of the strategic plan to um, what our former chair sellers, um, now commissioner sellers has put forth for the, you know, the outline of our work. I think having that kind of buttress how we reorganized is great. So I feel really great about moving forward for 2022. Um, any other questions or comments about the strategic plan and how it relates to each of our subcommittees before we move on? Okay, um, so the next agenda item is goal setting discussion for 2022. Um, the very first item is meeting frequency. So um, I know that I've heard from a commissioner and then um, I did talk to Dr. Muhammad about um, perhaps rolling back our meeting frequency now that we have, um, you know, a really good understanding of how our Commission relates to the strategic plan, and um, I think we are are good on kind of our marching orders. Um, 
what do you guys think about rolling back meeting frequency to um, either back to quarterly with our each of our subcommittees meeting in between um, and reporting to Dr. Muhammad so we have a robust agenda each time we meet um, or every other month or something. I'm open to ideas. I just want to throw that out there. Does anyone have any suggestions on that? This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. I am in support of moving back to four times a year so that we have time to focus on our subcommittee subcommittee meetings. I really feel like a lot of the good work that we did last year was in those subcommittees. And I feel like every month then we would come back here and be like, well, we want to talk to our subcommittees more. And so I really would just like to see the opportunity to actually spend the time with our subcommittees have a robust agenda at those meetings and actually take action at those meetings, but get the real work done uh, kind of in the subcommittees. Uh, this is uh, Commissioner Emerson. So uh, when it comes to frequency, so so my, my concern is, is just, um, you, us being able to um, meet in our subcommittees because I know that uh, in our subcommittee um, we have we in throughout this year we haven't been able to meet as often um, as we wanted to or if we so scheduling has always been a conflict so one of the things my concern which is the four times a year is that we're not meeting in between. So that that would be my, my only concern. Where's that accountability piece? Because uh, we have seen some of that happen. Um, but that's what I'll say right now on this particular note. Um, I also would say if we could uh, avoid uh, a second, fourth Mondays, that would be awesome. This is Commissioner Barnett. Um, I would just love to hear from everyone so we could get um, just an idea and perhaps round out this agenda item with a motion. This is Commissioner Stevens. <clears throat> um, I think that, you know, as long as, you know, we talked about before uh, Representative Haswood, like when they were in a like a group by themselves uh, for a while and how trash that was. And so as long as we can avoid things like that, uh, then I think that that would be good. Um, I know we've had a lot of turnover and a lot of like empty spaces and things like that. So if we're able to do that, I would certainly like um, to move our meetings back uh, probably to quarterly with subcommittees meeting. Thank you. So this is Commissioner DeCog, and I'm new to all of this. So here's the thing. I know I'm on one committee, and I, um, the way that I understood it is that, that, that um, I think I'm, a, I'm the only one on there, except for somebody that's outside of our group. Am I right, Dr. Muhammad, or am I confused? Because I know you connected me with a lady, that, but she was outside. So my question is, I mean, I don't know that I belong to any of the committees that you are mentioning here. Um, so please advise. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much, Commissioner Decog. So at our last meeting, we talked about um, if you had an interest in one of our committees um, to email Dr. Muhammad. So we have chapter 10, 
programming and cross-cutting. Am I missing one? Uh, Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Uh, I, I think what uh, Commissioner DeCog is referring to is the uh, the, the, the marker, uh, which is sort of an external committee, uh, just to have representation from the Human Relations Commission on that. But I'm not sure if, uh, Commissioner DeCog has chosen or selected to be on one of these sort of internal uh, working subcommittees that you just laid out related to the uh, programming chapter 10 and the cross-cutting work. Right. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing one. So those are the three subcommittees. Um, and uh, I do believe that we have an opening on the cross-cutting work subcommittee. Is that correct? Uh, Commissioner Haswood, are you on that? Commissioner Haswood, I was on program, program development. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so I, we have openings on, is there any subcommittee that just has one person? The programming, okay. Sorry, this is Commissioner Barnett. Um, so we have an opening on the program, programming's committee and um, Commissioner Haswood, do you wanna explain kind of what your view is of that subcommittee? Um, traditionally, before COVID, we were doing a lot of outreach. Um, we had done some continuing legal education seminars. Um, you know, anything programming wise to reach a wider audience in a more organized fashion is kind of what we had done in the past, but I wasn't privy to, I mean, I know that your subcommittee didn't meet often, but um, was there anything you all were talking about that you'd like to share um, to Commissioner DeCog? Commissioner Haswood, um, yeah, it's been a while, but I mean, if you're more than like, wanting to help, I can send you whatever I had. Um, and we can definitely meet um, offline too. And I can catch you up on uh, the my proposal. Uh, this is Commissioner Decock. Yes, um, thank you. Um, uh, Commissioner Aswood, I would be interested. This is Commissioner Hazlitt. That'd be great because um, I'm a state legislator, so I'm going to session from January to May, and I'll not have as much um, time as I would like to commit to that. So, I mean, we can definitely talk about it, but I'm more than happy to let you take the lead on that. Um, and then I'm just going to go ahead and uh, second the um, option to meet quarterly as well. This is Commissioner Barnett. Um, has anyone, does anyone object to meeting quarterly, reducing our meetings to quarterly or have any alternative ideas? Okay, uh, I'll entertain a motion to resume our um, meeting, our quarterly meetings. I, I'm sorry, just one second. I do, I just, I do think that maybe we could do something about um, commissioners could meet um, at a minimum of at least one time during, uh, you know, our regularly held commission meetings. Um, what do you guys think about something like that? Uh, this I mean, is Commissioner. Not the bylaws. This is Commissioner Emerson. Um, 
uh, I, I can you uh, explain what you mean, Commissioner Barnett? Sure, this is Commissioner Barnett. I think what I'm, you know, really what I'm trying to say is if if these subcommittees are not meeting in between our quarterly commission meetings, like what we saw with the pro programming subcommittee, then we really need to revisit the quarterly meetings issue again. You know, if we're not doing the work in between the quarterly meetings, then we need to revisit the meeting frequency, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. Uh, thank you, uh, Commissioner Barnett. That was very clear. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. This is Commissioner Barnett. Uh, I'll entertain a motion to resume our meetings quarterly with uh, some kind of mandate, perhaps, that each subcommittee meets quarterly or meets in between those quarterly meetings. Uh, and uh, this is Commissioner Emerson. Uh, this motion it's not meeting dates, it is just for the frequency. Is that correct? Okay. Uh, this is uh, Commissioner uh, Emerson. I motion uh, that we uh, move our frequency to back to quarterly. This is Commissioner Barnett. Do we have a second? I second the motion. This is Commissioner Barnett. I'll take a roll call. Commissioner Haswood. I just had one question. Can I add that in here? Yes. Um, Commissioner yes. Haswood, uh, did we want to set a frequency number, like a minimum, or just at least one? Is that? This is Commissioner Barnett, um, at least once. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Haswood, thank you. Um, I, yeah, I second. Commissioner Stevens. Aye. Commissioner Decog. Sorry. Commissioner Emerson. Aye. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Aye. Okay, we do have that motion and a second and passes. So we will resume meeting um, quarterly. Dr. Muhammad, does that mean that we would start meeting January and then quarterly thereafter? Uh, Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion. I, I did want to inquire. I know some of the language has been sort of go back to meeting um, quarterly, and I believe based on the uh, bylaws, there were some selected, some selective months that you all were meeting. I'm not sure I don't have the bylaws in front of me, but I, I think from a um, from what's uh, from a logistic standpoint, what's easier because I think previously you all may have been meeting at 5:30 versus 6 p.m. So I think I know there's other commissions, or uh, as the city manager spoke about earlier, the 48 different boards and commission advisory boards. So I know there are some uh, other advisory boards and commissions who meet on some days. So I just want to make sure that uh, that you all, since you all currently have this spot sort of reserved each month, it may be uh, logistically easier to kind of meet during this time frame, or we can explore some other time frames that may be available. This is Commissioner Barnett. I do believe that um, Commissioner Emerson suggested perhaps we don't meet on the second Monday of every month. Uh, I assume you have a conflict. Uh, that That's correct, Commissioner Barnett. It, I would not be able to be in attendance. <laughs> so Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion, I, I think as far as you all, uh, the motion that you all have uh, made, 
I think that can stand. I think as far as trying to figure out what time works best that you all want to where dates and times you all want to meet may need to be explored so that it's in um, and sort of in conjunction with the city schedule as far as being able to make sure that these meetings are recorded and broadcasted to the uh, public. And I'm not this sure is Commissioner Barnett. Uh, okay, uh, this is Commissioner Barnett. I'm just wondering, is it possible that we work this out with staff? Um, I, I, I envision this to be a back and forth conversation with city staff and commissioners. And while we don't, we don't want to violate any kind of um, coma, I do want to get this resolved. So just, is it, do you have the bandwidth, Dr. Muhammad, to help us set something like this up and send it to the commissioners and see what everyone's availability is and do like a table, <laughs> like a logic game? Uh, Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Yes, I can work with, uh, with uh, Bobby from the city manager's office and try to work out, see what time and dates may work best or what times and dates are available that may be uh, preferable with this, uh, with the Human Relations Commission. So, yes. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you so much. So, um, let's move on to the alignment of work to the city's strategic plan. Um, if we have our subcommittees fully staffed or fully volunteer staffed um, and we are each of our subcommittees are meeting at least once between these quarterly meetings um, does anyone have any questions about work and what we should be doing moving forward I'm trying not to micromanage the subcommittees, but also, you know, we're all adults and we can figure out what we want to do. But also I know that there were some really great ideas and then, you know, our commission kind of, so we lost some, some members and there are new members. And so um, what do you all think about refocusing that work and, um, do we need to do anything this evening or, um, do you feel comfortable meeting and realigning with the strategic plan and coming back at the next meeting with some goals for 2022? Uh, this is commissioner Emerson. Um, I really like that, that latter suggestion, uh, commissioner Barnett about being able to, um, really kind of take some time uh, with our uh, committees over this next um, next period um, and having that time to, to talk with each other and look at the strategic plan and just uh, being able to report out on what our goals are in, in, in our um, committees. Um, I, that's my personal opinion on that. This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. I agree with Commissioner Emerson. I do have a question about the three vacancies on this commission, because I, if we're being blunt here, I feel very comfortable with the people who are here right now. I think that Commissioner Haswood's been meeting on her own. I know Commissioner, I have been meeting with Commissioner Stevens and former Commissioner Sellers, and I know that you and Commissioner Emerson have been meeting. So I feel like we, the people we have now are actually meeting and that's good. And I think that um, that will continue. I have faith that will continue moving forward. But I am wondering, are we getting three new members? If so, when do we anticipate getting those commissioners? Um, because I'd like to plug them into the committees kind of as soon as possible. 
This is Commissioner Barnett. I know that uh, Dr. Muhammad is, um, does receive inquiries, um, but I know that there are a lot of vacancies. I know the city commission generally is dealing with a lot of vacancies on these 48 boards and commissions. Um, and so now that we have a new commission sworn in, I do believe that that's a goal is to really in the first quarter fill those vacancies. Um, Dr. Mohammed, do you have any further insight? Uh, Ferris Mohammed, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's the case, uh, Commissioner Barnett. And I also have the other document pulled up that was kind of inquired about earlier related to um, who's on which committees, as well as the language pertaining to each of the three committees, if anybody want me to share that or screen share to where you can see it quickly. This is Commissioner Barnett. Sure, if you wouldn't mind sharing that just real quick so we could look over it and then we can move on to um, additional considerations. So Ferris Mohammed, Director of Equity and Inclusion, are you all able to see uh, the document? Okay, and so here's what the, uh, the three subcommittees and some of the language to describe each of the three subcommittees. So I'll share this for a second, let you give you some time to scan over that. And then I'll scroll down to the uh, breakout of which commissioners belong to which subcommittee group. And so, of course, with some of the three uh, subcommittee groups, we see the names of some uh, individuals who are no longer on this commission. So I guess those could be considered some of the vacancies. Uh, former Commissioner Logan, former Commissioner um, Sellers, as well as uh, former Commissioner Falls. So like maybe there's uh, two vacancies on the program development and one on the cross-cutting work. This is Commissioner Stevens. Also, um, <clears throat> uh, Commissioner Bloxham is no longer here. So we got one on, at least one on all of them. This is Commissioner Barnett, that's correct. Um, and uh, Dr. Decog can uh, speak with uh, Commissioner Haswood about the programming. So we at least have two. And then over the course of the next month, or so hopefully we will receive applications and get approval and appointments by our city commission. Um, and we can kind of revisit this each time we get a new commissioner. Does that help answer your question, Commissioner Sheldon Sherman? It does, thank you, Commissioner Barnett. And I think that because we're in a little bit of a state of flux and yet we have two commissioners on each subcommittee, I think it probably makes sense to stick with these committees for now to give some stability to where we're at and give us a chance to get our bearings before we revamp everything again. Sure, this is Commissioner Barnett, that sounds great. Okay, so, um, we do have um, any additional considerations for goal setting of 2022. Um, I have two things or just one thing really with goal setting for 2022, but um, I'll yield to anyone who has any other comments about that first. 
This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. I don't know if you're going here next with the final plan, but um, I will try to send that around before our next meeting. And if anybody wants to add goals, I know Commissioner Emerson emailed me some of her ideas and I know Commissioner Stevens and Commissioner Barnett, you guys have been helping me with that. But when I email that around, if anybody wants to add any additional goals for 2022, that can kind of perhaps be our guiding document for the year once we get that finalized. You, this Commissioner Barnett, you read my mind. So um, we do have our annual report that Commissioner Sheldon Sherman has been working on um, with the help of Commissioner Stevens and, and Commissioner, former Commissioner Sellers um, and myself. And so, uh, yes, anyone else who has input, please get that to Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Um, I, you know, to have an end of the year report go out before the end of the year seemed kind of silly, plus with all of the turnover and changes and assignments to subcommittees, we wanted everyone who's currently on the commission to have a say in what our goal setting is for 2022. And I think, you know, just kind of rounded everything out having city manager Craig Owens here this evening. So um, if you guys have anything else to add, I will, um, invite you to do that with commissioner Sheldon Sherman, and then we can review um, I have Dr. Muhammad send it out to everyone for review, and then I think we can go ahead and vote on it for um, at our January meeting or whenever our next meeting is, uh, as Dr. Muhammad works that out with our entire commission. Any questions on that? This is Commissioner Barnett. I just have um, so the two other things I did want to let you know that. Um, we talked a little bit last time about applying for grants for goal setting for 2022. Um, you know, what does programming look like? Can the pro programming subcommittee put on programs without knowing where the money, if there's money available and where the money is coming from? I did take the opportunity to speak with our city attorney, Tony Wheeler, which is um, who is our director, um, the director of the Human Relations Commission. Um, and she explained that there is, of course, the one big HUD grant that the city receives, but there are sporadic grants that come up. Um, and I did request that she send any kind of grants that come up that are um, applicable to the, the work that we are doing to the Human Relations Commission as it relates to the city and the city's strategic plan. Um, and our mission of ending discrimination um, in the city of Lawrence, if she would please send those on not send on, um, you know, when we need the deadline, we don't just need that it's out there. We need the deadline so that the subcommittees can work on, uh, the grant application with the city attorney's office and, um, that those deadlines aren't coming and going and we're missing out on opportunities to actually do the work. I mean, we can't, we can't chase, chase these grants down. They're being supplied to the city attorney's office. So let's go ahead and get those grants get information about those grants so we can work on funding the work that we're going to do in the community otherwise we can set all these goals in 2022 but we won't know if there's any funding until 2023 and then we apply for it in 2023 and we can't actually accomplish anything <laughs> until 2024 it's just we're like chasing our tails so i did make that request she said that she would make that information available um, additionally, um, I did talk to Tony about, um, the 
chapter 10 reworking um, and everything that we're doing, there was a little information about um, reorganization of the Human Relations Commission, as we've talked about before in these meetings. Um, and so we, uh, we did, as you know, at our last Human Relations Commission meeting, extend an offer for uh, the city attorney and our director to attend this meeting. Um, and she uh, declined and did not send a representative. So um, I, I did want to let you know that I, I did meet with her and talk to her about some of our concerns, um, but she will not be here this evening. Um, I guess I don't really know where to go from here as far as reorganization. I think that Tony Wheeler did say that she would discuss that our interest in reorganizing with uh, the city manager. So that will be something that I think the chapter 10 subcommittee can work on and discuss a little further and talk to the city manager and see if that was ever brought up. Um, and then kind of where we go from here as it relates to what's going on in the city, because we have our idea of how maybe it should be reorganized. And then the city has an idea of how it should be reorganized and we need to get on the same page. Otherwise, yet again, we're going to be spinning our wheels and chasing down things that will you know, happen a year or two from now. And we don't want to do that. So um, those were my two things. Um, does anyone else have anything before we move on to commission items? This is Commissioner Barnett. Okay, so we um, now we do not have a chair now that our chair is gone. Um, a little background on chair elections. So I did reach out to Dr. Muhammad because I wasn't sure how long um, Chair Seller's term was. Her term is uh, ends in December and or ended in December, but she was also filling the role of a term that ended in May. And so actually this term that she was filling ends in May. So what we can do is elect a chair and then have it from now until May, and then we can have our regularly scheduled elections for our annual chair and vice chair in May. Does that make sense? And is that okay if we move forward quickly with elections so we have that vacancy filled? Okay, this is Commissioner Barnett. Um, let's take nominations for uh, the chair role. Does anyone have any nominations they'd like to put forth? This is Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. I nominate Vice Chair Commissioner Barnett to serve in the remainder of Commissioner Sellers' term for chair. This and I second that nomination. Well, I third it then, I guess. Uh, can I fourth it? Fifth. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, um, I accept. And um, let's take a real quick uh, roll call then, uh, roll call vote. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Aye. Commissioner Haswood. Aye. Commissioner Stevens. Aye. Commissioner Decog. Aye. Commissioner Emerson. Aye. This is Commissioner Barnett. With that, um, you guys cracked me up. <laughs> With that, um, let's do, uh, we'll need to fill our vice chair role. 
Um, any nominations for the vice chair? This is Commissioner Stevens. I nominate uh, Commissioner Sheldon Chairman for vice chair. And I nominated too. This is Commissioner DeCog. This is Commissioner Barnett. Um, any other nominations? Commissioner Sheldon Sherman, do you accept your nomination? Yes. Yes. All right, let's take a quick roll call vote. Commissioner Stevens. Aye. Commissioner DeCog. Aye. Commissioner Emerson. Aye. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Aye. Uh, Commissioner <laughs> Haswood. Aye. Okay, we now have our vice chair and chair roles, and we will do the we will have these terms filled until May, where we will have our regularly scheduled elections. Are there any other commission items to discuss? Dr. Mohammed, so this is Commissioner Barnett. Dr. Mohammed, do you have anything? Are we missing anything? Uh, Ferris Mohammed, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Uh, just uh, community comments, and I don't have anyone registered to speak from the, uh, as far as comments go, I don't see anyone online. There's no one here in person for public comments. This is Commissioner Barnett. We have no public comment um, and no further commission items. Before I adjourn, to be sure, Dr. Mohammed, you will send around inquiries as to when our next meeting will be and regularly set up meetings for 2022, which will be quarterly. Yeah, Ferris Mohammed, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Yes, I'll speak with Bobby to see what the availability looked like for quarterly meetings for the Human Relations Commission. And depending on what uh, options she provide, I'll uh, distribute that information to the commission and see what days may work best for uh, the entire commission. This is Commissioner Barnett. That sounds like a ton of fun. I can't wait to see what you work out. Uh, with that, I will adjourn our meeting at 7.09. Thank you all so much, and I'll see you soon. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.